0: All right. The day has come that we have Dom Fusco on the podcast, the host of the Pure Ambition podcast, co-founder of Upspace, just an unbelievable human being that since the day I met him, we have like realized that there, our ecosystems are relatively the same, our algorithms are the same, like just such a small world that we're in. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Super excited.
1: Homies, it has been way too long. I'm so stoked we're finally getting to do this. Such a blessing that I've been able to connect with both of you guys and, you know, the fruits that have come from that just incredible conversation, time together, but also just mutual connections that we've shared Uh, has been amazing. And I'm so grateful for you guys and and the platform that you've created and just creating the space for me to share my journey, my story with you guys. Appreciate
0: you, man. So you and I had connected probably like a year and a half ago at this point where I'm not sure who who specifically connected us. Maybe it was like Dr. Ryan or, or someone like that. I think it was. I think it was Dr. Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Well, shout out Dr. Ryan. What a what a stud. And what's crazy is that I figured if Dr. Ryan connected, you just like live in Long Island, you could know him, and just like just somehow you connected with him somehow. And uh, basically, we got on a phone. I will never forget it. I was sitting under this tree at a park in Miami, and I started talking to Dom, and I was just like, "Dude, this, this dude's doing something different, man. He's just." he's just on this path. And this was before you started to hit a lot of momentum as well. Like you were still living in PA. So why don't you share with a little bit more about like your story early on, kind of what your college life looked like and what the last couple of years have looked like, because it's been really quick acceleration in your world.
1: It's been a wild journey, man. It's so funny. I, I also remember that day I, you and I were on the phone and I just paced around my backyard, like from one side to the other, like just, there's just barefoot on the grass in the sun. And I remember it was the summertime Uh, and we just were just vibing. Like I felt like I knew you forever, which is awesome. So, uh, but to kind of get into my story a little bit, I got into this whole content creation thing when I was a junior in college. So 2020, and I was at a little bit of a low point in my life. I had was coming off of a couple of really bad injuries playing football. I played at Dickinson college, which is a D3 school in Pennsylvania and i had always had this almost like desire to create something but i had always told myself like i wasn't artistic or i wasn't creative because i wasn't good at like art class or i couldn't sing or i didn't play an instrument and that's kind of how i defined creativity um or like being a creative was and i was always just kind of took it like oh it's not cool to do those things if it's not playing sports if it's not like a jock type thing then why should I be a part of it anyway? Uh, But I kind of finally broke that mold when I was in college. I was a tour guide. That was the the first thing that I, that I did that was outside of the realm of, you know, athletics or sports or anything like that. And I really, really enjoyed it. And it was something that I, again, hadn't like, I hadn't really done anything like that before. And it just gave me this of like, oh, there's more, to life than sports. There's more to life than football. Like I'm not as much as I love it. Like I'm not going to go to the league. So there's there's life after football, and I really just realized like I want to remember this experience, um, my time in college, and I want to really like make my mark on on this place here and leave a positive impact outside of just you know going to happy hour with my with my roommates at the end of a hard week of of classes and, and football and, and all that kind of stuff. So I then got involved with Red Devil Sports Network, which was our company's or or my college's sports media club. So when I wasn't playing football, I was involved with that. I was broadcasting lacrosse games, basketball games. I was producing them and really just kind of fell in love with that side of things. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a color commentator for like the NFL. That was the next thing that I thought I was going to do. And then COVID hit. And at that point I was going through a really bad back injury. It's like mentally, physically, spiritually, I was just kind of a wreck. Cause I was just like, oh, I tore my ACL, came back, back injury. Just one thing after the next, um, was using alcohol as a means to just, you know, get away from the stress of school, the frustration of not being able to be with my team and, and really feel like I was able to truly be a part of it. Um, And just just be out of pain, you know. It's like it did for a couple hours. When you're drunk, you don't even realize the pain is gone. You know, you're just having a good time, and then you wake up the next morning, and not only the physical pain back, but the mental pain is there, the spiritual pain, the emotional pain, all of it just pours over you. And then when COVID hit, after about a couple of weeks of you know, again, just still getting drunk with my friends on Zoom and watching netflix and not really doing much i was like you know what there's gotta be more like i gotta be meant for like i'm meant for something more i don't know what that is yet but i feel it in my gut you know god put me on this earth to do something big to make an impact and so i looked at myself in the mirror the one day when i woke up and i was like dude i didn't like the person that i was that was staring back at me so i was like dude you gotta get you gotta get your shit together like so that was the last day where i was not going to take full responsibility for my life. Like from that day forward, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, from here on out, like I'm not pointing the finger at anybody else. I'm not playing the victim. Like I'm just going to take full responsibility and full ownership. I don't really know what triggered that switch. Like it was just one day I looked at myself and I was like, I'm done. Like I'm done with this. I'm done not living up to my full potential. So for the first thing that hit me was like, I'm going to start a podcast. So, I didn't know what I was going to call it. I didn't know what would it what it was going to be about, but at that point in my life, I was hungry for answers on like what makes a fulfilling life? How do people find meaning? Like, what is my purpose on this planet? And I wanted to interview people selfishly so that I could take the information, the experiences that they had learned and try to apply that to my life. And I was like, you know what? I can share this with others too nobody listened for a couple of the first couple of years like doing it, but I learned so much. I built so many connections and it opened up so many doors for me and set the trajectory for the rest of my life. Like I didn't think I was going to be a creator like I am now. I didn't think I was going to be in the health and wellness industry, but those are just the doors that opened up for me as a result of putting myself out there and creating something. So after starting the podcast, I just fell in love with this with, Con- like conversing with people and cutting up the videos and adding captions and graphics and putting something out there into the world. And that, you know, that positive feedback loop of like, Hey, thank you for sharing this clip. I really, I took so much out of that. Even if it's just one person that is, was like a positive reinforcement for me. Like, okay, like there's something here. I got to keep going. And that just eventually evolved into this Instagram page that I had made. That was like days with Dom podcast. That's what it was called at first. I mean, again, I didn't have a name. I didn't know what I was going to call it, but that was the first thing that popped into my head. So I was like, cool. Days with Dom, we got a name. Let's do it. Let's send it. And then I did that consistently for a year. And then I took a couple months off to brainstorm, to try to figure out what the name was going to be, come up with new graphics, all that kind of stuff. So we came pure ambition. If you see my flag here behind me, that's ultimately what I came upon. But it was... More than a it I, I knew it was more than a podcast at that point too, because at that point too uh I had had you know fifty conversations with some really incredible people. The ones that really resonated with me were the coaches, the athletes, the trainers, like the people in the wellness like you know the dietitians, nutritionists, whatever. I got really into that because at the same time I was taking that information that they were telling me I was applying it to my own life, and I was like, oh wow. You know, the food that we eat has uh, a, an impact on like our inflammation and like, oh, my back now feels better and I'm sleeping better and my uh energy levels are are through the roof and I'm back to like running and lifting and jumping and doing all these things again. So I saw what taking care of my physical health did for me and how it poured over into the other areas of my life. And I was like, that's it. Like, that's what I want to help other people with. So that was when I got my personal training certification. I got my nutrition coaching certification. I took a gap semester from college in what would have been my last semester in the spring of 2021, deferred, studied and got those certifications. I worked an internship. I was driving DoorDash, Instacart, doing odd jobs, doing anything I could to just fuel this like, hey, I've got one season left of football and I'm going to give it everything I got. Um, So that's what I did. I was like, I want to start my own personal training and nutrition coaching business uh, once I get out of school and go back and play football, have a, you know an amazing season, give everything I got, and then step out of the real world. Went back to school, you know, kind of documented everything. That was where my content started to evolve. Went from just a podcast to I was creating like day in the life of a college football player and like different training videos and, and things like that, which was fun to me. But then I graduated And I was like, all right, well, well, who am I now? You know, who is Don Fusco? Who's not like the student athlete, um, stepping into this world of, you know, fitness and wellness, which is such a, there's so many people out there who are creating within this niche. How do you separate yourself? I didn't know. I was just creating content. Um. And you know, begging anybody I could, like, "Hey, please, let me train you, please let me <laughs> write some programs for you." I was living at home, I was making no money, I didn't know if, and I, at the end of the day, ultimately, I didn't even know if that was what I wanted to do because my real passion was in creating content, and I know content creation is a reflection of your lifestyle, so some people don't like the content creation side of things, but they know that it like fuels their business where I'm like. No, I love this and I could do this all day, every single day. I love taking an idea, building a shot list and a script and turning it into, you know, something fun, engaging, inspiring, empowering. And so I just kept creating, you know, even though nobody was watching, I wasn't making any money. That was never the goal. I just did it because I loved doing it. And then eventually I got connected with my, or not connected, my, one of my best friends, Sean, who has been on this podcast beforehand um, he became a co-founder of Upspace, which we are a platform that is dedicated to helping people build or find community centered around health, happiness, and love. And we're trying to really enhance the health, happiness, and love of the human race. And so he told me, he's like, hey, we got this thing. It was called Upswing Fitness at the time, which is you know, an app for, for trainers to kind of just scale their business, not working one-on-one. Where they don't have to just work one on one. I was like, oh, this is a cool idea. So I came on, started doing that part time, and then eventually it just turned into this thing. Like, yo, I love working with this team. I love, you know, building something that is going to ultimately impact you know millions, billions of people. And I want to, I want to do more of this. So I kind of slowly weaned my way out of doing the coaching and the training, and really went all in on building the business and also like going all in on my, on content creation. And it was only within the past year where my content really started to gain some traction. And that was when I started training for the Philly marathon and I raised money for uh, a friend of mine's organization down in Tanzania. And it took me, so it took me three years to get to, or two, like took me two and a half years to get to like 3000 followers. And then it took me like two months to go from like 3,000 followers to 10,000 followers, and then a year to go from 10 to like 60. So it really is like that hockey stick of like, you know, nothing, 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 nothing. And then ultimately, oh, something catches and people, you gain some sort of traction. And then you're like, okay, now I I, I have this these feedback loops of this is what I need to do more of. This is what I need to do less of. This is what I need to say no to. This is the kind of audience that's watching my content. So this is the kind of content that I want to make. So long-winded answer of like how I got to where I'm at today. Now I'm down here in Austin. Um, I'm the co-founder of Upspace. And we are now doing these events, running events in New York, Denver, Austin, LA, where we're making health the center of people's social lives, just making it free and accessible to them, bringing people together. My whole thing with my content is I want to inspire Um, I want to inspire, entertain and educate people and ultimately just help them live more fulfilling lives and I'm so blessed that I get to do things like this and create videos and have amazing conversations with people put together these events centered around health I get to call that my job you know and I'm you That's know awesome. there's way more lucrative things out there in the world like I could go um try to work on Wall Street or investment banking do all that kind of stuff but I was just like I I want to really truly harness the, and not there's anything wrong with that, but I felt like I had those opportunities to go do something in like, you know, the finance world or work for a Fortune 500 company, but I was so drawn to creating something from nothing that is going to positively impact people, it's something that the world needs. That I'm also so passionate about. And that's where a lot of my content is now is like trying to tap into this younger generation of like, Hey, you don't, and you guys are entrepreneurs. So like, so you know, it's like, you don't have to go the traditional route. You don't have to do the same thing your parents or grandparents did. Like if you have, if you have an iPhone and an, and an idea and some ambition, you can, do anything in this life, and that 's really what i 'm trying to to show people with the content i 'm creating
2: and the nine to fives aren 't going anywhere right like the the 100%. traditional safe fi- fortune five hundred companies they 're not going out of business anytime soon, so like why not bet on yourself and and send it right so one question I had for you is through that whole timeline, which was so well documented by the you know i 'm sure how well you articulate yourself on the mic has evolved over the years through your experience in podcasting right I know Antonio and I have had that same experience, but through your growth, like through all this rapid growth you've experienced over the last three, four years, how have you navigated who you surround yourself with? Like, so who you used to surround yourself with a ton versus who you surround yourself with now? Because the, the Dom Plusco we're looking at today, as you uh, as you started things out, it's not the same person you were three, four years ago in college, right?
1: Hundred percent, no, hundred percent, and and quite frankly, it was like you have to go to those people. You have to put yourself in those environments to be around those kinds of people. So while I was still living at home, you know, God bless my mother. I love her to death. And she was like, she saw that fire in me. It was like, yes, like she encouraged me, like live at home as long as possible, like invest into yourself. Cause she started her own business, um, you know, at 50 years old. And now is like the happiest I've ever seen her. And she's a lot, a huge driver of like why I'm so, um, passionate about about health and and, and entrepreneurship is, is seeing her having built her own business. She was like Dom, like I want you to do this, like like live at home as long as possible. Go on these trips, go to these retreats. Like put everything you can back into yourself right now while you still can, before you know you have uh, a wife and and a family and things like that, where it's harder to take those risks. And so I was like, okay, so I was like, mm, this this event is going on here in LA. I don't know if I can swing it. I don't know if I can afford it, but like I feel it in my gut like I just got to go, right? And so like every time I felt that bit of resistance of like, ah, oh, do I go to this thing? Do I spend the money on it? Do I spend the time on it? Every single time, like for the most part, it was it was yes. And the relationships that have come from that that set up uh, you know, other relationships or connections and opportunities, you know, they'll pay themselves back tenfold. So for me, it was like when these things come across your plate and these opportunities come up, great. You can't say yes to everything, but like really just learning how to like, all right, what in what in my gut, in my heart, do I feel like I should, I should do this? Do I feel like I should say yes to this thing? Or is this just taking away my energy from something else? So when I felt truly in my heart of like, yes, I got to do this regardless of how much it costs or how much time It would take like I would just say yes. So I was going to Austin, I was going to LA, I was going to Denver, I was going to Florida. I was going to doing these spontaneous things, and it just uh, helped me flex that muscle of like taking risk and knowing that that is going to pay itself back tenfold in the future. So for me, I moved out of PA. So after a year and a half of living at home, and granted, I'm so. Glad that I did that because I was able to just invest into myself and take some risks, um, save up some money. So now I'm down here in Austin and I'm around those kind of people who I have not gone out once since I've been here for almost five months. Not once have I even been invited. It's like, Hey, we're going to go out to the, we're, we're going to go out to the bar this Saturday night. Like that's just, it doesn't happen with the group of people that I'm surrounded around down here. It's like, Hey, do you want to wake up at 530 and go, run 10 miles around Ladybird Lake and then, uh, you know, come over and hit the sauna and ice bath and like, let's make burgers and eggs and, you know, go to the farmer's market and all these kind of things. So it's just like you have to put yourself in those environments in order and around those kind of people. If you want to become, if you want those like traits to become like a part of who you are, because if you're constantly just surrounding yourself with, and again, No, no issue with people going out or or having drinks or anything like that. I just knew for me that if I if I was going to continue to surround myself with the same people who were in that matrix in that same cycle, I was never going to elevate into the person that I wanted to become. So I had to get into these circles of people that were going to challenge me that I could learn from. So I had I had to move halfway across the country into a new state, around new people in a new environment. And it was scary as hell, but it was
0: the best thing I possibly could have done. Mm-hmm. And, and nobody, I don't think you truly grasp that concept because we always hear the cliche like, oh, you are who you surround yourself with. And, like we don't truly grasp that until you start to actually surround yourself with other people. And if you're kind of not doing anything and then you go around a circle of high performers, you feel like an outcast real quick and you're you're going to be forced to change. And so it's it's so well said. What what, I, what Everything that you had just described – in my opinion, is really explaining abundance and an abundance mindset and, and betting on yourself because there's something to say about the person who has nothing to lose. So like using that, that uh, the fact that you live at your, your parents' house with not much of, a, uh, of expenses, even though you're not making that much money at the time, like what do you have to lose? Like th- th- there's nothing, nothing off your plate that you could possibly not recreate, right? And so I think a lot of times, which I really appreciate you sharing, people won't take that leap. Because they're trying to hold on to any bit of money they've accumulated, or whatever resources is, but in a in a a mindset of abundance, it flows, man. the universe is gonna reward you for taking those risks and ultimately evolving into the person that you need to be um so just wanted to to just like really put a lot of respect there because you put it down to a science man, and the only way that you truly grasp that is actually by taking action because we come from experience of doing exactly that, so I know exactly how that science is because when you were first explaining your story. I was just looking at Landon of like, holy shit, like he, he could literally be explaining our story. It's, it's literally, I think that's why you and I connected so much, Dom, um, as well as Landon and yourself is that like, it's the same, like we kind of went through the same thing that, that athlete mentality, looking yourself in the mirror, not really fully liking who you were because you were wrapped up in an identity of just that. And now you actually have to go find out who you are. You don't have to change, but you have to find out who you actually are without those things that shaped your identity initially. Um, I, I guess there there was no question dissolved in here, but one came to my head because every time that I've met you or every time that I've interacted or saw your content, you come from this space of just so much authentic uh genuineness and excitement and passion. But when do times of like anger or sadness hit? Because I'm sure though those those are inevitable where you have some low energy. Like, what does that look like in your world? Is there like a swing that happens or like, how do you deal with those, those spaces? How do you recharge? Walk us through that.
1: Yeah. So I think it's just taken, it's just like in the gym, it's a lot of sets and reps um, or in football, right? Like it's a lot of trial and it's trial and error. And like, you watch game film and you break down like, oh, like I'm, I really messed up here or I didn't handle this well, or I missed an assignment here. And you go back and you look at that and you assess it and be like, all right, well, that wasn't great, but how do I, how do I do better the next time? Right. So I haven't had the, like the easiest, you know, upbringing, like granted I have, I'm very blessed that, you know, both of my parents are in my life and I've got siblings who I love and and get along with and whatnot. But, you know, growing up, like my family, like we did not have much. My dad was a painter. My mom like worked part-time as a physical therapist. She wanted to be a stay at home mom, like just, lots of arguments in my family. Like there was just all like centered around money. And like, I felt like there was any, like, I felt bad asking for anything as a kid. And I was the oldest of four, four kids. And, you know, my parents got divorced when I was in middle school. And there was just a, just a whole lot of, of, of things that, that unfolded in, in, in my childhood that were kind of, kind of traumatic and, and, yes, they're like tough to look back on, but also at the same time, they really have shaped who I am because I feel like so many people go through this life. And and granted, there's a lot of people like we, I want to give my kids a great life. You know, I don't want them to have to go through a lot of the things that I had to go through. But at the same time, those things made me who I am and I'm wouldn't change any of them for for the world. And so I'm able to just look at those like, times of like despair or frustration or like there was a couple year period, like basically all of high school where like I just didn't want to go home, whether it was to my dad's or to my mom's, like I just didn't want to go home because um, I was just unhappy. So that's like really when I fell in love with, that's when I started really going hard in the gym and, um, you know, I was always training for football or Weight training or all that, and I was like, I gotta, like, I gotta play football in college. I wanted, I gotta get out of here. I, I want a better future for myself. And again, I love both my parents, and I have great relationships with both of them now. And they're both, you know, in much better places themselves than they were then, too. They've, they've been on their own, own personal journeys as well. But for me, I'm able to look at those times where it's like, man, like, are we ever gonna get through this? Is there ever gonna be like a peaceful day, right? And I look at all those dark times and I'm like, yes, like there was always light at the end of the tunnel. And even when I tore my ACL, like every single day, like just feeling sorry for myself, feeling bad for myself. But then you start to be able to walk and then you start to be able to run and then you start to be able to jump. And then, you know, nine months, 10 months later, it's like, okay, I'm back on my feet and I'm I'm playing again. Same thing with like the back injury that I had. And Same thing with just building a business, you know, like it's like every, every, all these, Mm -hmm. you get hit with these things. It's like, damn, like, when am I ever going to catch a break? But you will, you know, like, and I think spirituality has played a huge role in this in my life. Um, I grew up Catholic and I, once I got to college, I was like, you know, I'm done with this. And really was (laughs) just, you know, like was not, was not strong in my faith during college. And then once I graduated, there was a couple months period of like, just feeling like I was there was something missing in my life. And I finally, one day I was listening to a podcast on the way home from the Jersey shore. And it, they, these two guys who I really respect in like the fitness industry were talking about like their faith in God. And I was like, that was it. That for me was, it It was like, that's, that's the hole in my life that I haven't been able to fill. And ever since I have this, like God's got me mentality. Um, And you know, this reality of like, no matter what I do, I know like I'm gonna fall into God's hands and He's going to He's going to take control and He's gonna guide me. And anytime these struggles or these, you know, letdowns, like whatever else it is, it's just an opportunity to come back from that thing stronger. And I also just truly believe that energy, the energy you put out into the world is reciprocated back to you. So if you choose to have great energy, people are going to feed off of that and you're gonna get that back totally. and then it's just going to like, it's very hard to have, if you go in like into life with this poor me victim mentality, you're going to get that energy back to you. And I just had that mindset shift has just changed everything for me. And so like every day I do like a morning, I do, I, I listen to the Bible and then like, you know, daily devotion. And then I really just kind of walk and, and plan ahead at my day. And I think about, you know, the meetings that I have, the interactions that I'm going to have, the things that I need to accomplish, the workout that I'm going to do, the people that I'm going to see. It's like, and I almost like look, I visualize like, how am I going to show up at each of those events? How am I going to show up to each of those things? Because if I show up with this half-assed energy, I'm not going to have the best human experience possible. And I want to have the best human experience possible. So like last night for my event, I'm like, if I, people show up and I'm like, Oh, hey, what's going on? And I'm not super energetic. (laughs) They're not going to be bought into the workout either. You know, they're not going to be bought into the event. So for me, it's just like a long winded answer. But um, the way that the reason I have so much optimism and a positive outlook on life is because, like, I've kind of been at the other end of the spectrum where I've been felt like hopeless and, you know, like nothing's ever going to get better. And then I quickly snap back into, oh, wait, like, yes, it will. You know, at the end of every, the end of every storm, like there's a freaking rainbow, you know? So.
2: Well, dude, you, you went through some serious shit a few months ago. I mean, you've, you've dropped a lot of bombs on adversity, a lot of bombs on things have happened in your childhood all the way through, you know, college up until the one big uh, gap in the story here of adversity. I, you know, you've been open on this on social media, so I feel comfortable asking you to talk about it. Would you mind sharing with our listeners about? Uh, is it safe to say a near death experience or a death experience? It was, I think it was, it a was death. Was, yes. It's <laughs> so funny. I were like. Uh,
1: I know. I say like a, a near death experience. I was like, no, like it was a, it was a death experience.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> you know, we can
1: laugh about we can laugh about it now because it's oh, like man, you know, it's just like laughing in a way of like, man, like, you know, thank, like, thank the Lord, literally. Um, so uh, yeah. I had, I, uh, a month after I moved to Austin, I was running on the track. I was doing a timed mile and I'm a big runner. So it was like, wasn't anything new, but uh, you know, went Saturday morning, went to to do this timed mile with a couple of my friends and I did the mile. And then it was like five, 10 minutes after when I still, was like on the side of the track panting, trying to catch my breath. Couldn't really talk. Couldn't stand up straight. And again, I don't remember any of this. Like, I don't even really remember running the mile at all, but I, you
2: had a friend, you had a friend with you. you were running I around.
1: had a couple of friends. I, there were like four, there yeah. were four other guys there and thank God they were there. Um, and I dropped down on the track and you know, I, I literally, I had a cardiac arrest. Um, Legitimately flatlined, was dead, had a seizure, convulsed, turned purple. And my friends who were there, thank God one of them was certified in CPR. And there was a firefighter who just happened to be there on the track that day. Literally saved my life through CPR while my other friend called an ambulance. They were able to get a pulse back. I wasn't able to breathe under my own power. And when you have a cardiac arrest, you basically, after like two minutes like the likelihood of survival or like having serious brain damage or like the likelihood of having serious brain damage or death increases like by the second. So they were able to, they said it was about 90 seconds that I was completely dead and they were able to, to bring my, to bring me back from it. So they took me from the ambulance to the hospital, put me on a ventilator called my mom, told her what the situation was, called my family. Um, my mom, God bless her heart. I don't know how she, I don't know how she handled this, but, um, again, I don't, I don't remember anything. I just remember waking up in the hospital the next day and seeing like all these, with some of my best friends and my mom was there and all those people who didn't even live in Texas. I was like, how did you guys get here? What the heck just happened? Like, I really didn't even know what happened until about like the next day after that uh, was when I really started coming off the meds and they started telling me, Hey, you had a cardiac arrest. Like you legitimately were dead. And the fact that you're alive right now is truly nothing short of a miracle. And so I was in the hospital for a week to this day. It's almost five months after and I still haven't been diagnosed with anything. They still haven't found what is the uh what was the cause of of the cardiac arrest, but honestly, like maybe they'll find out why, maybe they won't either way. like I have a defibrillator put into my side right now, which is right underneath here, which is basically like this big device that will shock me if my heart rate goes too high or too low if if you know if anything like that was to ever happen again, God forbid. But I just have this whole new perspective on life now. Like it completely changed the trajectory of my life, the way that I structure my days. Like it's strengthened and enhanced my mission and my why in life to try to inspire and empower a hundred million people to live the happiest, healthiest version of themselves. And I never would have had this trajectory shift or this, these epiphanies, this level of gratitude that I have now had this not happened. So while
2: it was the scariest you, craziest thing to, ever. How did you used to yeah, look yeah. at life before the event versus how you look at it now internally for yourself? Like how, how has that mm. shifted for you?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the one thing I would say that changed is like I no longer fear death and I think death is this thing that it's, it's the only thing that's guaranteed in life, but it's the one thing that nobody ever wants to talk about. Right. <laughs> So <laughs> it's it's pretty, it's this pretty bizarre thing. And so for me, it kind of just created this sense of urgency of, of, for me of like, hey, you have, I, God telling me, hey, I've given you these gifts, I've given you these talents, I've given you a mission. And, you know, you don't have time to spend it worrying about like the next next task on your to-do list or worrying about this little thing or worrying about that little thing and it's really just made me think about be very strategic about like how I'm spending my time, how I'm spending my days, the people I'm surrounding myself with, the things that I'm consuming and just realizing that nothing on this earth really matters cuz it could truly be gone in an instant. You never know when your last second is going to be. So for me it's just like hey everything that I'm doing in this life, like I am trying to leave this world better than I found it. Like leave a legacy and really just like give all the glory to God, because I'm so grateful that he gave me a second chance at life. And I think it's, was him telling me like, Hey, you know, you have this platform. You have these people who are, have eyeballs on you every single day. Like, you know, spread like spread positivity like you you don't have to just be this fitness in influencer creator person like you know share things about your faith share things about be be more vulnerable speak your mind you know be a be a rebel in, in this world where we're trying to like condition the the hearts and the minds of of kids to you know grow up in this like broken system that we've created. So for me, it's just like, Hey, like we're all going to die. Nothing on this earth really matters. So you might as well just go for it, right? Just whatever is on your heart, whatever you want to do, just go for it because nothing really matters. But like in the best way possible, because I truly, I believe in life after death. I believe that everything that we do on this earth, like really does matter. But at the same time, it's like in the grand scheme of the universe. Our time on this earth is so slim. So why would we spend it worrying about all these minute details um, and things that just crowd and fog
0: our heads every single day? It's like, let that shit go. you know, Let it go and just pursue what lights you up. Dude, that's so empowering, man. I think everyone needs to go listen to what Dom just said again. One, it gives me chills. Um, if you haven't listened to Dom's like full length experience about it, go on his podcast, he talks about it for like 45 minutes to an hour. Um, I cried the first time I heard it just cause like, I've actually never met you in person, but I like, I love you brother. And like, it's, it's freaking, it's just, just awesome. And the, the, the fact that this fucker had the audacity to answer my phone call three days after this thing happened, <laughs> like i call him just to check in and he's answering the phone from the hospital. Like, hey, what's going on, bro? I'm like, yo, what's going on? He's like, oh, dude, like, I didn't tell you, like, I died over the weekend. Like, what? What? <laughs> like, dude, I just love you so much, man. So, um, I'm I'm at like a, a loss for words, dude. Just, just like, dude,
1: I you? I forgot about that until just now, and I'm just laughing because now it just, that just brought me back to the hospital of me like, <laughs> you had no idea what happened. I was just like ghosting social media for a couple of days, obviously. <laughs> It's so funny.
0: Dude, so funny. Crazy, man. So, one, I appreciate you getting vulnerable with that story, man. It's, it's, it's super, it's, it's scary at first to hear. Like, I, I has struggled it for so long until I really lean back into my faith of like, hey, we're like, we're all going to die. It's a sad concept to start, but then it's so liberating. And Landon and I, we try and, tri- we try and like bake this into almost every meeting we have, starting every meeting with our team or with ourselves of like, hey, guys, like, let's just, let's just refocus that, like, we're all going to die at some point. So like, no matter what, it's, it's going to be okay. Like, it's, it's not that serious. And, and living with that mentality in the, in the space of empowerment, not to make it sad, but more so to make it exciting to where we're like, hey, let's go maximize this thing. I think that's the best thing that we can do, man. So why, why don't you share with us a little bit more about like, what's next? Like, I know that you're, you're focused on living in the present, but I know how goal oriented you are and ambitious you are to leave the biggest impact. What's the overall vision? Dude, the overall vision is
1: to really change culture. Like that is what I'm super passionate about. It's like, let's completely change culture. And and I think why I'm so passionate about health right now is just because we're at this crossroads right now. We're at this point in time where like 90% of Americans are metabolically unhealthy. Like one in two adults is overweight or obese, like one in three I think it's like almost now like one in every two kids is like overweight or obese. The food that we're like consuming is messing with our, our DNA and our hormones and you know, how we're able to think and function and operate like we're live. We live in this culture of instant gratification and, you know, easy, easy technology and easy access to everything. Like I want to create a culture where like, you know, we're, we're coming back we're coming back together we're 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 coming back to building community we're coming back to like hey let's empower kids to you know be thought leaders in society and create businesses that are going to help society thrive like that change the education system like that is what i'm so passionate about because we've gotten so far away from like our roots and from nature and we've like we live in just this like distorted reality And I just want to change that. So for me, like ultimately the mission is to just continue doing what I'm doing, but at scale, right? Like I want to reach more people. I want to impact more people. I want to create more in-person experiences and opportunities, but then also like build this app where people are going to be able to connect with people virtually, but then also in person and, you know, grow the podcast. So like everything is, it's hard for, I'm not a very like goal oriented person, to be honest with you. I'm just like a, I'm just like a, I'm like a goal oriented person in a different way. I'm like, I just need to like execute on X, Y, and Z and things will take care of itself. I've never been like a, Oh, I need to have X amount of followers or I need to reach X amount of people each month. Like that's never been it, but it's just like, how do I continue to like do more and do like high quality things that are also like not going to like physically, mentally, like and emotionally um, drain me away from like what I'm trying to do. So, Ultimately, like short answer, I want to change culture and I want to create, um, you know, a thriving society that people are, you know, proud to live in rather than looking at all of like the negative things in life. Like, let's look at all the positivity and let's like, there's so much hope. I have so much hope for humanity and I just want to continue to surround myself with people like you, um, like you guys and continue to just, um, you know, really, when I look back in 50 years, like I want to be, I want to be living in a completely different society in the best way possible.
0: I think, I think both Landon and I i could speak for the both of us that like, we, we fully believe that that's going to happen. Like you are going to genuinely change culture. Like I, I, when, when some, when people say that to us, there, there's been a couple of people that say that to us and like, sometimes be like, yeah, okay, sure. Sure. But like, I, I believe that in my heart when you say it, man, because like you back it up, Everyone I talk to, dude, Then this is not just to gas you up, but like we all say it, everyone that talks behind the scenes, because I think it's so underrated talking positive about people behind their backs. I think that's something that we should make cool. Um, But whenever your name comes up in conversation, it's always like, dude, like that motherfucker is doing it, man. He is doing the right things. And like, there's like, when I first met you and as I started to see your momentum compound, I was like, I was like a little jealous of like, yo, he got this shit. It took me and Landon like two to three years to understand what you started to understand within like... Six months of doing this thing, and so you're just doing the right things, man. And it's so awesome to see. And like the the world is yours, bro. Over the next couple of years, things are going to compound like that hockey stick that you were talking about. Um, before we wrap up, though, we always ask every single person on this podcast one one question. It's a little cheesy, but our our you know our whole theme is consistency. We're all about it. I know that's a big thing about your world as well. What does that word mean to you? Like what, what is it like, what's your definition of consistency and how do you make sure that it shows up in your life? Mm, That's a great question.
1: I love that consistency. has been something that I've honestly struggled with, um, over time. And it's something that I, when I find something that I know works, I'm like, how do I make this, how do I make this thing consistent? So for me, consistency is less about what you do and more about what you choose not to do. And the reason I like to, I say that is like, we, I think it's like when we try to make these changes in our lives, it's always like, what do I need to add versus like, what do I need to eliminate? What do I need to to cut out of my life that might be, um, taking away from the things that like, I actually need to do. So for me, it was like, all right, what do I, What do I want to be when it's when it's something I want to be consistent with? It's usually like, hey, what do I need to eliminate in order to make more time for this thing? So I think for me, consistency is being able to strategically say no to things that don't serve you so that you can make time to say yes to more of the things that do.
2: When you say no to one thing, you're saying yes to another, right? It's, it's, it's all, it's all that give and take down. This has been an awesome, awesome interview. That was one of my favorite answers, by the way. We we asked we've asked this question hundreds of times. That's one of my favorite answers. Because I think a lot of people go down the obvious route of, you know, oh, it's just doing the same thing over and over again every day, no matter how you feel. Like that's the obvious answer. But really I think the way that you look at the world and the way you look at business and life, which from a business perspective, we're gonna have to do a part two, because I definitely want to talk more about the business side at some point. But uh super stoked to have you on, man. We're so glad that we were able to have this conversation.
1: Dude, I love both of you guys. I have so much admiration for you both. I've learned so much from you guys. And that's what I like. That's what I love about life and and our relationship as well, too, is because, you know, Antonio, I'd been friends with you for, you know, over a year. And then, uh, you know. I hadn't connected with Landon, but I had the opportunity to go and hang out with him for a couple hours and get dinner. Um, and so now, like just having that connection with both of you guys and you know, Landon, you and I have had phone calls and we've gone back and forth. And I've I've learned so much from you guys and like the industry that you're in, which is you know just something that I'm continuing to learn from. So I love that we're just able to have these conversations and and make connections with each other. And and that's just what life is all about is just you know building tribe that you can help each other thrive along alongside together so so grateful for you guys this conversation the platform that you're continuing
0: to build and just the humans that you are appreciate you brother means everything um our our relationship between the three of us is something that i hold sacred sean as well sean's an awesome dude guys go listen to that podcast as well sean's sean's a beast um the best is yet to come for 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 this for all of us um i'm I'm just excited, man. Just thinking about it as I'm saying it at the same time. Like I see so much collaboration over time. like our only goal is to build dope shit with dope people. that's that's like I, I love that saying because like it's not about money. we all of us have possessed the skill sets to live comfortably for the rest of our lives. It's gonna be okay. We're always gonna figure out the resource side of it. Now it comes down to how do we change the world? Um and that's the cool part. so. Dom, we love you, brother. Thank you so much. And uh, have a great rest of your day, man. Love you guys. Thank you again.